Become a member of the National At-Home Dad Network, an organization focused on providing advocacy, community, education, and support. Connecting with households where dad is the primary caregiver of the children. We do this through our webinar and podcast series, mental health support groups, regular online social events, as well as our annual convention. The National At-Home Dad Network is a 100% volunteer organization. Without the generous support of its members and the community around it, we would not be able to continue the work that we do. Becoming a member gives you access to past convention speaker presentations, the ability to vote for board members annually, and ensures that the organization's fees and bills are in positive standing. Oh yeah, it should not go unmentioned that there is some cool swag headed your way if you decide to become a member. For only $35 a year, your membership provides you with the exclusive content only we can generate, and you'll be supporting an organization that benefits families all around the country and world. By advocating for them, offering them community, providing education and guidance, and supporting them to grow in their parenthood journey. And one last thing, if you contribute $500 or more, you will become a lifetime member. Not only will you receive everything already mentioned, but also a certificate recognizing your status and an exclusive National At Home Dad Network challenge coin with our trademark logo, Dads Don't Babysit. So what are you waiting for? Become a member today. Welcome to Home Dad Chat, brought to you by the National At Home Dad Network. My name is Brock. My name is Danny. We are here to talk about life as stay-at-home dads. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. No, I don't want much. I even love handmade crafts made of macaroni. Come on now, you should know me. Sometimes I might eat too much. No worry about my weight. Got the dad bod rocking on me. Sketches on my feet. Cargo shorts look good on me. I'm a dad, that's what I do. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Home Dad Chat. We figured we'd hit record after, you know, we just sat here for the past five minutes just talking while we weren't on record. So there goes all that good content. I mean, <laughs> we're going to rehash it and do our best to make it sound genuine, but it's going to be like, and then I went to this thing. <sighs> Brock's going to fake a laugh. I'm going to fake a laugh. It'll be great. It'll be all good. It'll be all good. You know, and then later Joe Saladino will just accuse me of basically ruining the show by talking about it at like the dad lounge or something. <laughs> That's what he did to well, me last night. <laughs> you know, I saw that. He busted your chops a little bit on the Discord as well. He, it was a little bit of slap down. He came at me. <laughs> you know, Joe's not pulling any punches. Uh, no, no, he's not. That's okay, was, though. Yeah, give as good as you get, man. It's all good. It's all good. You you seem to be having a pretty good night there. Uh, got yourself a, a stogie going for the, uh, for the evening. I have evented my office. I think well, I've tried one other one previous cigar and it's the air purifier and the ventilation did pretty well. Well, um, you can't get away from the odor really. So my office will always smell a little bit like a cigar, but I really like that, you know, but anything. Yeah, I like it. And anything in here, like I've got hats on the wall or whatever, they're going to take that. Any cloth thing is going to take that smell and hold it. So Nice. I'm just gonna, yeah. But yeah, I checked it out uh, two night, three nights ago. I don't know earlier, and um, the first puff I took, I blew and it went whoop, straight out the window like it was supposed to, straight through the vents and everything. And I'm like, yeah, all right. 
because I've awesome. been missing having a cigar. I don't want to have too many, but at least you know, like once a month, just sit down and have one and have a place where I can do it. And it's going to be very, very cold soon. So yeah, like in three weeks, I guess, I don't know. Wisconsin. <laughs> just in time for you to come back from home, dad con. And be yeah. like, that was nice and warm and now I'm yeah. freezing. So was, I had to wear just shorts. That's it. It was, I couldn't even put on shoes. It was so hot <laughs> and then come back here and fly into Chicago and make my drive home and just be like, okay, it's getting colder by the minute. I'm not mm-hmm. going to make it. I started, I, I, I opened up the weather app today because I was like, oh, I can finally see like maybe a couple days of the beginning of like home dad con week. And uh, I was very uh, intrigued that, so the temperature is like 100 degrees is like the high um, on like that Phoenix. Monday and Tuesday out in yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. But what was funny is like, it's about that temperature right now out there. And so mm-hmm. I was like scrolling down and I was like, wonder what the humidity is like, because, you know, around here. You know, if it's that hot, the humidity is going to be like 90% or more or something stupid like that. Yeah, yeah. I looked at theirs, it's like 33% humidity. And I'm like scratching my head going, what is that? I don't, my brain can't quite compute mm. what 33% humidity with a hundred degrees. Yeah, what does that even like. feel like? I don't yeah. even know what that even feels like. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm like, well, I guess I'll figure that out when I get out there. Cause I have absolutely no idea what that, what that even means. <laughs> One of the. The first times I went to uh, Minnesota, I was going, it was the middle of summer, doesn't matter. And they all said, you know, we're going up, it's going to get hot, you got to be ready. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Last time I came up in the summer, it was 49 degrees, July 4th. So I'm still packing a hoodie. I can't, you know, I don't know how to deal with this. But we get up there and we're at my wife's aunt's house and everybody's inside. And I go outside and it's, it was, it turned out 98 degrees, right? And I'm sitting on their back porch. I'm like, man, this is nice. I really like it. And everybody else is like looking through the sliding glass door. Like, what is that idiot doing out on the, get back in here. Like, no, I love this. This is what, this is what heat should feel like. You know, we're not drowning in it. We're not breathing the water. It was yeah, amazing. Was it, so it was no humidity up there, huh? That- <laughs> yeah, humidity was nothing. And it, it really relatively, it could have been 30%. And, you know, they could have been like, that's awful. I don't think they would have really hated the humidity at that point but i'm looking forward to phoenix because i want to experience the heat and also with the understanding that i'm i've got a place to go into the ac where it's cool right and it's and it's, and it's an appropriate amount of dryness but not too much right and not die because that that heat's gonna i'm done with it i'm, I'm not <laughs> georgia was enough for me but i'm still gonna have a great time we got a photo tour and we've got several hikes scheduled. We got a run, which I'm not going to be on going over and taking down, doing the community project to uh, set the wall up for the mural. So little kids can paint it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll be a part of all that though. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That'll just be in the house. I, yeah, I am. Um, I'm not sure exactly what all I'm going to end up doing. Honestly, if I can find a nice shady spot and it's not too awful, I'll probably just like, smoke cigars outside if i can if it, you know maybe mm-hmm. late it maybe late at night when the sun goes down because that's when it'll probably yeah. be cool <laughs> that's probably you when you find me at night like literally outside with a cigar just hanging out <laughs> well the the thing is too is the time difference right oh that's gonna mess with me yeah yeah three we're hours losing for me. central we're losing two hours you're losing three yeah yeah and it's yeah. just like wow yeah you want to we're going to, we've got planned. We're going to, I'm running a game uh, after convention E right for a Dungeons and Dragons game. 
And then we're going to do board games on Saturday or uh, Friday, excuse me, after the convention. Great, great, great. Loved looking forward to it. We're going to start at nine. Oh, I can handle nine. Nine's a little late, honestly, for me, but I can do it. And my brain's going, that's going to feel like 11. And then you're going to play for like two or three hours. Uh, I think I'm too old for this. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing for flying out. Like mm-hmm. I was, you know, it's like, okay, I'm flying out at like 6.15 in the morning. And I, when I, as soon as I get on the plane and it takes off, like I'm going to flip all flip my, my uh, watch back three hours mm-hmm. and Let show up, catch up. Yeah. And show, and show up there you know, at 7.15 or whatever it is. And you're like, well, I was thinking you were going to say before you left, like you were going to well, catch it like that much. No, I'll, I'll well, because I don't want to be like trying to figure that out while I'm in Indy. But once <laughs> once we get in the air, I'm like, OK, now. So when I land, it's like, OK, that, that, that wow, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you're yeah. going up Tuesday. Uh, Monday. Uh, yeah. Tuesday morning. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. I'm going yep. up Wednesday and I, uh, I've, I've got actually, I'm, I've, I've cheated a little bit. Um, Keith Nagel, our esteemed vice president has, uh, has kindly asked, does anybody want to do a buddy pass with me? Nice. And the biggest thing is nobody's really close enough. You know, there wouldn't, it was like, okay, if you're going to go with me though, you've got to live in like this, you know, within like yeah. two hours of the, of the of me <laughs> or whatever. And uh, but we ended up going to Chicago. We're going to go out of Chicago. So that's, oh, I'm looking nice. forward to it. I'm going to go down on two. I'm going to go that way on Tuesday and I'll yeah. fly out until Wednesday morning. Will you stay at his place and then go, and then you guys both drive down to Chicago I, from there? I or? haven't talked to him about it. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm going to wait until I'm not even sure he's home yet. I think he is, but he, I know he was on, he was, he was out of town. So I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. going to, I haven't talked to him, but I will tell you that I have uh, a plan about two hours southeast of me is there's a big medieval style church Ooh. up on a hill and it's a long climb up to the hill, but you get up at that time of the year, you're going to, the leaves are going to be changing probably in the next couple of weeks. So you go up to the church and they call it Holy Hill is the website and all that. That's not the official name of it, obviously, but um, it's a hundred years old or so. So it's not terribly old, but it's old enough to really feel it. And it's just got such a good view of all of the area around it. Yeah, cool. um, it just came up on my feed at some point today. And I thought, yeah, I would love to go see just like a really cool old church. Um, I'm not going to be able to hit mass or anything, but I can at least go and, you know, just, just gawk at it, I guess, and stand around outside and take pictures. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I'll probably get a hotel. Closer to Chicago, so. Well, that's one of the things that's in Phoenix that I'm interested in. Is there's a a basilica there? Oh yeah, yeah. And I I love going in the place. I I grew up Catholic, but I love going mm-hmm. into places like that because you get some really beautiful uh, artwork in there, stained glass windows, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, and they're all quite unique in their own way. So uh, that's probably one of the places that I'll venture to. Cool. Hopefully, get a walk around in a little bit. Yeah. Nice. So nice. I think it's only a few blocks. I think it's only a few blocks from uh, from the hotel, so it's not far. So that'll be pretty cool. If you haven't, would you put that in the Discord? Uh, yeah, I'll put yeah, I'll put it in the spreadsheet thing or whatever. Just too. an option to because I'd like to go see it too, and yeah. I'll forget about it. But yeah, okay. definitely, definitely. But yeah, so that that's pretty exciting. Oh, I did. I do know one thing. I so maybe some people probably saw this on the 
online or whatever, but I uh, entered my motorcycle in a vintage mm-hmm. uh, motorcycle rally this weekend, this past weekend. And uh, your on- first time, first time, yep. After Ever? doing a full tear down and rebuild and clean up and a little bit of paint on it and everything. And uh, uh, I do have to, I do have to, before I tell you what happened, tell you what took place the day before. So, mm-hmm. I went and picked up the trailer that I was going to be taking the bike down on and okay. got home, got the trailer off. I was like, oh, I'll do a little couple little things to clean up the bike or whatever. And then I was like, I'll fire it up because it's been sitting for a few days and I haven't fired it up. Yeah. So it's it's morning. Uh, there's a bit of heavy dew on the ground. Um, so I, I fire it up fires up fine everything's good i'm like all right i'm gonna take it for i'm gonna take it for a little spin around just the yard or whatever and on my side yard it's got a little bit of um this like little hill like nothing big or anything and i really didn't think it would be a big deal so i'm going through there and all of a sudden like i throttle up and as i throttle up the tires slide to the left and i put the bike down on the right side yeah oh no and right onto the uh garden wall um, I've got like a stone uh, block garden wall. Mm-hmm. So it lands on that. It pins my right leg underneath the bike um, and basically causes some minor damage um, to the bike itself, like just cosmetic wise. And uh, I was just saying every cuss word you could possibly think of it or so bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I got myself out from underneath the bike got some stuff situated but the bike up realized that my knee was hurting kind of lay the bike down real lightly pull up my pant leg and i have like a two inch cut across my kneecap Mm. um, and just like cheese grater the rest of it Mm. luckily i was i was wearing pants so that was good but Yeah. yeah it was just a it was crazy so that was kind of a bummer the nice part is though like i said like it's so the motorcycle itself is a unrestored really so patina Mm -hmm. is patina um you know so it kind of chalked it up to that so got it back to the garage you know looked it over cleaned it up you know got it all situated and and sat it there or whatever and then took it to the show and i don't have a kickstand for this bike so i use a four by four piece of wood which does the trick it works it's just so hard to find a a a kickstand for this thing which i actually ran into a guy who has one so i'm going to be getting one uh, good, good. So I show up, do the pictures, set the bike up, hang out with some older guys who are like, you know, in their um, almost 60 and stuff. And some of them are even older than that that were there and um, just hanging out, having a good time. And they're really a lot of fun. And the next day was on Sunday was the actual rally or for the judging. And I'm there and, you know, they're going through all the different bikes and for the American, which in all actuality a bike like mine is not actually american even though it has the harley davidson because it was made in italy by harley davidson so it's a really weird setup (laughs) Um, yeah but i asked the organizers you know i was like hey this bike is both italian and american what do you want me to put it in they're like well it says harley davidson on it so just put it in the american and i was like okay fine um so i did that and they called out, all right, now we're going to do the American Unrestored, the bike that we've chosen to be the uh, first place bike in this category is a bike that we've never had here actually at the show before. Um, so we're really happy that this guy brought it in and been really neat to look over. 
and uh and they say you know it's it's a 1976 and we're like me and my me and my buddy are looking at each other like well there's the start of it <laughs> getting closer <laughs> and uh and then it's like he goes you know sx175 aramachi harley davidson and we look at each other and we're just like yeah crap and uh i'm like no way and so like i got like goosebumps just like i am now i don't know it was just so re- so surreal um went up there and uh got a plaque actually from them which oh a plaque wow yeah yeah it's like an eight by ten plaque i mean it's like legit nice hanging on your wall um it was actually uh sponsored by uh indian motorcycles of northern kentucky which is really cool too um but yeah so i got this i got this big plaque that says first place and everything on it and uh went up and got pictures with it and it was so funny because one of the old guys that we were hanging out with, um, his nickname is the old man. That's what everybody calls him. And uh, he was like, I can't believe I got beat out by a guy that has a wood block for a kickstand. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, so that funny. might be a little humbling. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. I, I told David McMillan that story. And he's like, you got to nickname your motorcycle peg leg. <laughs> make it a pirate that's awesome though and then really congratulations i think i've said this already you know in other mediums but yeah congratulations on the win that's got to be exciting it is exciting yeah it you know it actually gives a bit of extra like kind of if i wanted to sell it i'd have that little extra bit to go off of it so not that i'm going to anytime soon in the (laughs) listing by the way yeah by the way Every year for the last five years or something. Who knows? <laughs> this is an award-winning bike. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, but he, but the other thing David uh, suggested, which I thought was really funny, was he's like, you got to find somebody that's got a lathe and they could like make you a wooden kickstand for it. That would be pretty cool. And I was like, actually, oh. that's a really neat idea to have a wooden yeah. kickstand because then you, you know, you have that be the ability to call it peg leg and have mm-hmm. have that on there, and also too is sort of like an homage to hey, like. <laughs> This is how it was. Yeah. This was how we did this. <laughs> Where we started, why is it made of wood? Well, let me tell you a story. Right. It would. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like you get a little extra story with it when you take mm-hmm. it to other shows. So yeah. who knows? Maybe down the line, we'll see. Once I well, get it's a... still exciting. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. still fun. It's a good story too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So that was. So that was my. Uh, that was my weekend. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good. It was nice to just. Uh, go down there uh, and just be a guy um, not dad uh, you know just be one mm-hmm. of the dudes um, actually it's kind of interesting like the guy who helped me with building the bike back up his son and my son are in the same grade together and he was like hey he's like are you bringing Hezekiah with you and I was like no no I'm not and he's like oh because he was gonna bring his he he said well maybe I'll bring my kid with me and they can hang out and I'm like nope not bringing him. I'm like, this is just yep. a, this is a me just thing. Me. <laughs> yep. And For so, the first and, time in six years. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he and he brought uh, he he brought his son anyways, and the whole time he just sat there and played on his switch the entire time. And yeah. I was just like, I will, I'm not going to pay for my kid to come into a motorcycle rally and just like sit there and play video games the whole time. Like he can just stay at home and play video games yeah. if that's the case. Um. Yeah, Especially so the, with you having a bike to present, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of concentration. And also there's the matter of you. I and mean, that's your baby at the moment. Right. You don't need another baby. 
yeah. hanging out that you have to take care of. So I think that's a better decision, especially if you're presenting or you're right. Uh, and I had people you say coming up and well, people coming up and just, you know, I would stand around the bike every once in a while and you'd see somebody looking at it and I would engage with them or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, that would be very difficult to do with a nine year old because they would yeah. come up and like ask a bunch of questions like go away right now. Like I'm having an adult conversation uh-huh. type of deal. So yeah, which it, kids are so good at going away when you're having an adult conversation? Oh They're yeah, yeah. So until just... you answer their until you answer <laughs> their question, it's on like Donkey Kong. So yeah, tell so you anyway. the best investment that I've made for my kids' education is Alexa. Because <laughs> every because you have the entirety of Google basically, you have the entire internet to search and yeah they'll you know like they'll check the weather every morning which i love because i taught them over the winter hey uh, uh i'm gonna i'm not gonna lay your clothes out for you this is the littles of course i definitely do it for the bigger kids you're gonna have to go and see what the weather's gonna be like is it gonna rain today then you'll need your raincoat is it gonna be four then you're gonna need to wear your snowsuit you know you're gonna have to <laughs> you have to get ready for what's going on and it's been really really good for them yeah, because they take over the ownership of doing it. Now they don't always dress correctly. I still have to keep an eye on it. Um, sure, but wearing shorts yeah. and it's thirty degrees outside. Woo-hoo. And then any of the questions, like Dad, do you know? I mean, I don't know. Do my kids come up with you know how kids are? It's crazy. Dad, why do trees? How do trees get water from the ground? And I'm like, well, I know, but. Alexa will give you an entire article and maybe a video on it. So you go learn about the cohesion of water molecules and I'm just going to stand over here and make dinner, <laughs> you know, or have a conversation. Well, I haven't had a lot of conversations, but, uh, you know, attempt to have a conversation that, Hey, that's a great idea. I, uh, I, I don't think that, uh, Corey, she's not very big into the AI stuff. So, uh, she's yeah. pretty much made it known. Like, uh, Alexa will not be, uh, entering our house anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which is fine. I respect that. I respect we do. That. We do use Siri on the phone, on our iPhones from time to time and just basically ask the question and let them hear the answer type of deal, which, which That's works, good. which works. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I get it. <laughs> it's a, that technology is such a, a fickle beast in itself. So, yeah, I mean, you do have to be careful and you have to make sure we're like, we're looking at for my oldest kids, both have some cell phones and it is for me to communicate with them more than anything else. Me to just be able to, to let them know because today my wife went into work, Marnie went into work, you know, um, yeah. so she wasn't home. And then the buses ran late for the elementary school and then the eldest has joined uh, his first club of the year's GSA. And I don't remember, it used to be a different phrasing, but it basically is for LGBTQA, a club basically. And um, they've changed the what the GSA stands for. So I don't remember the new ones, but he sent me a text. He said, hey, uh, yeah, um, I'm going to stay late tonight. If that's okay, I'm going to stay until, you know, take this to go to this club. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And then he said, oh, um, actually it ends half an hour earlier than I thought. So can you come get me? And, you know, the littles <laughs> are just walking in and my, my, you know, my, my 13 year old isn't even home yet, but it was really cool because I t- sent him a text. I said, Hey, you know, where are you at? Are you on the bus? How late do you, how, how long are you going before you get here? And was able to coordinate with both of my older kids and just communicate with him like you would another adult, yeah. you know, they're communication skills aren't as good as you know like you expect from adult but they really serve that purpose 
they can do so much harm if you're not careful with it, of course. But it's like any tool, you know, I can crush my finger with a hammer if I'm not paying attention. So it's not really the tool for me in my mind uh, as much as how much do I let them go and how much do I kind of rein it in? Right. But go ahead. Well, and you were saying, so you were saying that you were trying to figure out where they were. Was that right? I was asking him, yeah, how far away from the house are you? Like, if you're going to be here in five minutes, that's different. If you're going to be here in an hour, because the buses have all been running late these first couple Uh, of weeks. They don't have enough bus drivers, I think. Um, They have an ad on every uh, school. And I get three emails a day, generally, from each one from each of the schools. (laughs) And each one of them is like, hey, you want to be a bus driver? We're hiring bus drivers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The district is kind of smaller. So, yeah. So, So if the... This, one runs late, the other, yeah. Next, so this would be my shame, shameless plug then for my favorite app that's on my phone and that also that my entire family uses. Uh, it's called Life 360. I think right. I've maybe mentioned it before in the show, I'm not sure, but basically, it's an app that allows you to see the location of anybody that's a part of like your group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it also allows you to send messages to them or, you know, or you can just even just pull it up and be like, where are they at right now? And, mm-hmm. you know, like I'll use it when Corey's Stalking coming home. <laughs> I use it when Corey's coming home, you know, and it'll tell me like, you know, Hey, uh, you know, she's this many minutes away mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, it also will tell you when someone is, has left home and when they've come back into the neighborhood, like it'll give you notifications for that, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, we've used it for, if you're like, we went on, a, I went on a camping trip one time with David McMillan and we were mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere in Tennessee. So you couldn't just punch in an address, but we were able to pull up 360 and you can just say, take me to Brock. And then it, like literally it gives you the GPS directions and, and everything to be able That's to drive cool. right to it. Yeah. It's really cool. It's like an air tag. Kind of. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so use it for that. Um, you know, I've got my mom, my dad, my grandmother, um, and my nephews are on there along with my wife. And so, um, yeah, it's really helpful mm-hmm. um, and it's not evasive at all, which is nice. It's just like, all right, like in the situation here, like you wouldn't even have to text them. You just pull it up and be like, all right, they're 15 minutes out and they're taking this direction. Mm-hmm. The one thing that's actually kind of cool about it is, uh, if, uh, like they're in a car and there's like a sudden stop that maybe the, um, the AI software feels like maybe it was a crash or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll get a notification for that, oh. like which is really cool. Um, I think that I think it's uh, the new iPhone seven or the new, sorry the new um, Apple Watch seven has something similar to that now. Um, mm-hmm. But this app has had it for a while. You can put it on your phone. So yeah, it's it's um, it's definitely something to check out, especially if you've got like anybody who's listening, if they've got kids and you're just like, how do, you know, how can I maybe just have a better connection without it being so invasive? Like this is a great way for that, especially if they're driving. Oh my gosh. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's really helpful for that. Um, so yeah, yeah. Might check it out. It's free. So that's the other cool part. (laughs) It doesn't cost me. My oldest about like it really ready to drive whenever we can pay for the honestly pay for the course because it's very expensive oh, yeah. you have yeah. a prerequisite you got to get this course and then you got to go to this to school then you get your learners and you got to go for this amount of time then you can get your i'm like you'll be 18 before you get your driver's permit we're just not 
we're not getting this done. We're 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 running all over the place. But he's so they won't fine let with you. It. So they won't let you just teach your kid. No. Wow. You have to pay, and I think it's four hundred dollars or something Ooh. like that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, is that a state law? It's yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it may. I don't think it would be a county thing. I think it would have to be a state. No, thing, that sounds but, like a state thing. Yeah, because it's a driver's license, so you wouldn't want to. You know, yeah. well, I'll just jump over to this one instead. But it's it's fine in its way because you should, you know, you the operative word being should get better drivers, drivers True. who are more capable, you know, drivers who get more experience behind the wheel before they're on their own. Yeah. Also more, you know, classroom training, how much of that sticks, you know, but if it comes to the point where like he's 18 and on his way to college and it's snowing, he's going to have a better handle on how to handle that vehicle. Right. I feel, or he better for $400, but we just, got too many other things going on as, as, as you well know, and every dad that's going to home dad con, <laughs> we don't have any extra money right now. So, right. um, but, exactly. um, yeah, so we're waiting on that, but you know, what I did think, and I'm not positive. I'm going to do this, but what I would like to do is to see if we could get an old, preferably manual shift beater of some kind, just old car. Uh, he wants a Jeep, but you know, I take a Jeep, a truck, a car, whatever, that isn't maybe running well needs, you know, nothing major. I mean, I could change a head gasket or something like that, but I don't want to do, I wouldn't want to do rings as an example or redo the pistons. That's a bit too in depth, but just to get in and go, okay, well, that's what, this is an alternator. This is what the alternator does. And if you don't have an alternator, this is what happens. So if this belt is broken, like it is on this vehicle, this is how you replace it, you know, just to get your hands onto that. Like you do, I mean, like we used to do, it was, it was machine shop or, you know, we had an automotive shop that yeah, you know, oh, yeah. like in, in high, high school. school. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and it was fantastic, that. you know, it was because it let you see what all those things were. Actually, you know? my high school um, still to this day um, yeah. has a program for um, basically you can sign up for like a mechanics class. Nice. Um, and uh, it's really cool because anybody in the community can bring their car there. And the kids work on them, and uh, mm. it's it's pretty awesome. So you're not paying for you're you're not paying for labor, mm-hmm. you're paying for parts. Now the other yeah. part of it is is that you know if you go in there and there's a a queue of cars, like you're at that sort of situation where it's like, all right, do you want to leave your car for two three days? Like, mm-hmm. are you good with that kind of deal? Like, they're not going to be able to give you a rental, so that's not going to work. But you know, you only have to pay for the parts. So mm-hmm. take it, take the good with the bad on that one. Um, but I love the fact that they still have that program around. I can see that being very beneficial and yeah. very some, something you'd be willing to be like, okay, yeah, this, this car is sitting, you're it's sitting here and you're fixing it or sitting at somebody else's garage while they're fixing it. Just go ahead. Cause I can't drive it or whatever, or just right. the little stuff, you know, Hey, let's do a, let's change out the plug wires. Yep. Such a small thing. If they have plug wires anymore. We had a class too for uh, like an industrial arts class. So, mm-hmm. um, and it was like, you know, you learned how to, you know, power tools and everything. And like the big project was that, um, you know, usually like a couple people, like they would have somebody in the community would order like a big shed, like a mini barn basically. And I think like the year I was in there, I think we built like three or four of them. Like we got a bunch of orders, but it was so cool because, you know, all the materials came in and 
you had to learn how to like cut things a certain way and then like you know putting up that, the framing and uh yeah and then also too like you roofed like there was mm-hmm. shingles involved so you got to learn how to roof and how to cap how to cap things and all that kind of stuff and that was great for me because i was able to take that experience out into the world and you know when family members would be like hey we're uh we're gonna do a a, a roof today or whatever this weekend and it was like all right sweet give me a hammer give me a you know give mm-hmm. me a bag of nails let's go for it type of deal and i i think i did three or four houses like that when i was in high school because i had gone through that experience mm-hmm. um so stuff like that like and that's and that's the thing like i feel as though um you know those things are starting to go away in schools some places and it's like a, oh mm-hmm. well you can do that like when you graduate and go do like a trade or something along those lines it's like they should yeah. bring that stuff back like yeah it's good to have outside like you know trade schools are definitely a uh, a very legitimate mm-hmm. place to go after after high school but to have it in there prior to that um i think would be just as beneficial just for life skills mm-hmm. yeah i agree they do um, a lot of the same classes here from what I've seen at the high school. Um, the senior high is, is really, it is really, really pushing their, not pushing their, but really encouraging their youth apprenticeship program that they have, mm. which you really have to be a junior to get into it. But so many companies around here and there are a couple of, you know, there's like one big manufacturing company and there's a big insurance company and there's another like IT company in the area and they're, you know, big enough that they can employ a lot of people. And they have people from the school that have been there for 40 years that went through the program and have, you know, and they've continued it every year. And these are the people that come back like, well, you know, I'm a shift supervisor now, so I could take time off if I want to. And so I'm here just to talk to you tonight about, you know, how we could encourage your kids to find something they want to do in our youth apprenticeship program. And you'll start out sweeping floors or something. I mean, you're just going to get in there and get used to coming to work every day, but then you develop an idea of what you want to do. Yeah. You know, like I couldn't work in a manufacturing plant for very long. I need more. I need, I need things to change. I got ADHD too bad and I need a constant right. change or I'll get bored. But like my son is looking at it and the uh, insurance company was hiring. Um, he didn't get into the apprenticeship program last year, but they have a huge IT department and that's where he wants to go. Hmm. Um, he wants to get into computer technology and stuff like that. So they do some schools, you know, of course we're in the Midwest, so we, we do things a little different. Um, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like you know. you're from like a rural area and that's where mm-hmm. I grew up. Uh, so this apprenticeship you're talking about, is that like a co-op type of deal? Like they go during the school, like during the school day, like, you know, out and go to, go to no, these they, like jobs or anything or they take full-time job during the summer. That's oh, okay. Start. That's different. So your first okay. after junior year, you start, well, now they may have other stuff involved too, but this is what they were talking about in this, but okay. Yeah. yeah Cause and they've got, go ahead. Well, cause like the one thing we had was like a co-op during the school year. So mm-hmm. you would partner with uh, different businesses where you would go learn how things are for that deal. Um, and then for the summer, if it was something where they had the ability to do it, like a lot of times they would hire you on for the summer to continue nice. doing what it is. So it was like, you know, through the school year, you weren't getting paid. But then when you did it for the summer, you actually got paid to do it, which was really cool. And also, too, it was a nice piece to put on your resume for, when, for when you like if, if you weren't going to go off to college immediately 
you know, it was a great way to like have something in place. I know a lot of guys and gals that I graduated with who maybe they didn't go off to school right off the bat or didn't even go at all, but because they did the co-op, they were able to actually like have a solid job when they got out of high school and which was good for a lot of them because there were some who waited no time at all to have kids. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm 42. I got a buddy that I graduated with and he's a grandpa now Mm -hmm. at 42. And I'm just like, woo. The math works on that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. It works. All right. Um, 20 and 20. But yeah, I I went home a while just uh I think it was like spring break the, earlier this past year and uh ran into him at the bowling alley with my dad and we were talking. He's like, Yeah, he's like, I got I got two grandbabies. I'm like, wait a minute, you're 42 like me, right? Yeah, <laughs> I just want to check. We did graduate school together, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'm like, what happened there? <laughs> so, but hey, you know, everybody, you know, starts their lives their own way. So but yeah, it was this, yeah. it was this very interesting in that, but it's those are the kind of things that like, I don't know what a, uh, an inner, like inner city, like a more urban setting school has in the fashion of programs like that for, for kids. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I never lived in one, like even, even here in Cincinnati, like I've not, you know, my kids are going to a private school right now. I haven't mm-hmm. really had the chance to connect with any dads who have older kids in the public school system to even ask them like, what kind of what kind of things outside of just the actual like scholastic type stuff yeah do, do they offer so a good thing to find out yeah Let's yeah you know we it's uh the, it's on my, the horizon my high school was not really rural but it was uh it wasn't a major city it was out you know uh in one of the most developing counties in the area at the time so it wasn't in atlanta but it was still big enough were you and in they like had marietta? Shop and they had you know yeah marietta marietta Bingo. yeah Walton High School for anybody that knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows where I went. But yeah, it was great. You know, uh, and I will say, change the subject just a little bit. The coolest thing for me right now is that my two older kids are picking their curriculum, you know, and they do kind of look at it like, okay, so in the last year of, of uh, junior high, you need to start setting where you want to be to go through high school mm. to get to where you want to be in college, you know? And they're offering, you know, AP courses. And of course, I've told my kids, take every single AP course you can, because that's a course you don't have to pay for when you get in college, whether it's pre-calc, whatever it is, and just get it and get it done. So you don't have to pay for it later. And they've been, you know, or my oldest has been pretty good. But so he chose two different electives. I don't know if they call them something other than electives, but they're electives when I was going to school. Um, So he chose cooking. Um, it's not cooking per se, but it's some type of, you know, that's what you're learning to cook. And he said, I, um, I, I chose that one. Cause I really, I want to learn to cook like you do, you know? And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, you just, you cook a lot of stuff and you just kind of, you just know your way around the kitchen. And, and I'm like, you want to, you want to be like me? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, dad, don't, I just, <sighs> No, I just want to learn how to cook like you. I don't want to be like you. I'm like, okay, sure, sure, buddy. So wait, so quick little sidebar before you Mm -hmm. get into the rest of your story, because this reminded me of this. So Joe Auger, who Mm -hmm. is here in town, um, his, and he went to home, he came to home to AdCon for the first time last year. Yeah, yeah. So so his, um, oh gosh, his kiddo, and I say that because 
like they have gone through a couple different transitions and I don't know where they are exactly um, with things, but they had a, um, it was like an event at school where it was like, come dressed as like one of your parents for school. Now mm-hmm. their, their mom is in the medical field. So scrubs. Okay. They're easy. And, yeah. And then Joe is a stay at home dad. Mm-hmm. They came to Joe and said, I would like one of your t-shirts to wear to school so that I can nice. eat you for the day. He gave her or he gave them a um uh one of the uh, national at home dad network shirts with like cool. it's a the old gray shirt with like the huge logo on the front. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they wore to school today. Wow. <laughs> and he wow. post he posted a picture of it on his uh on his Facebook account. And I was like, way to go, man. And he felt mm-hmm. really he was just like yeah, uh, trying to hold back some tears yep. here. Like, I yep. feel really honored. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so, that's amazing. Because I think they're like a sixth grader or something like that. So, oh, yeah. Sixth or seventh grader. So, that's yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, because that's right at the age where they're starting to leave you. Mm-hmm. You know, where they're starting to move on. They're going to be a teenager or they're already a teenager, but they're they're definitely becoming their own person much yeah. more than they are your child. And that's amazing that that happens at that age. So, Joe, yeah. if you're listening, congratulations, man. I will cry <laughs> with you if you ever, because that's delightful. I love that story. Yeah, I had to share that when you mentioned that. I was like, oh, man, yeah. like, this is perfect. So, yeah. So, so yeah. So, your, your, uh, your oldest is uh, interested yeah, so in having the, the comfortability that you do but the kitchen, yeah. in the kitchen. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Because he's going to start with, you know, because I've been, I've been building up my kitchen for, oh, my God. A very 30 years, maybe. Right. I mean, I've been, you know, you pick up your pans, your, you know, your cast iron skillet, and that goes with you for the rest of your life kind of thing. So uh, he's not going to start like that. But uh, yeah. But then the other class that he chose, and I'm very happy about this, is weight training. Hmm. Yeah. So he got in his first day, like, I think Monday, they, this week, uh, or last week, I'm sorry, like Wednesday, let's say they started. And um, he's like, well, I figured out where all my classes are and we're doing this. And yeah, tomorrow I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to do this and this and weight training. I'm like, oh, weight training. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Are they teaching um, the nutrition in that? Um, I think so. That's good. I, I have not looked at the curriculum close enough, but it's definitely in there. And he's sore. Oh, yeah. He comes home from his first day and he's like, oh, yeah, this is, I'm a little uncomfortable, but I'm fine. I'm fine. I can do this. I'm like, you can but you're not sore until the second day. Give him some ice. Tomorrow you're going to feel it. And then he had leg day the next and he comes home and he's like, dad, I hate squats. <laughs> you know what? You, like, know what, you know what I think you need everybody to do? hates squats. <laughs> you know what you need to do is you, you need to go to uh, punch him so, in the leg. Oh, no, sorry. no, no. Go to, Wal- <laughs> gosh, man, go to, go to Walmart and get these uh, clay packs that you can, um, you can do one. Of, you can either heat them up or you can cool them down. We keep them in the freezer all the time. They're perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, they come with uh, they come with clay. elastic clay. Yeah, it stays really cold. Um, and so there's these clay ice packs basically. So it's huh. they um, 
they have like a cloth that like sleeve that they go in and then they have an elastic with velcro on them so you know for okay. leg day you could put them wrap them around your calves or whatever yeah. and sit there for 20 minutes and uh definitely like alleviate some of the inflammation mm -hmm. um you know if you've got neck or whatever like they've got ones that are bigger and they've got ones that are smaller they are a godsend we have we've got to have 10 of them here at the house it's they're insane yeah um I think we've even bought them on Amazon as well. So if, if I find the link, I'll send it to you. But uh, I use I them. Always yeah. good. Yeah, always exactly. Good. But that's that, you know, that hopefully would help him. <laughs> Something to look into. Definitely I've got a, do it, that. I've got an old um, combination that I use for a long time when I was working out in one of the martial arts. And uh, Tiger Bomb is a fairly well-known thing and it's basically a uh a muscle you just kind of it's very menthol so it's kind of a topical analgesic in a way too but you kind of rub it in but then with another product which is a liquid called posamon um and it's just like if you posam on your wound kind of thing but not for wounds but you mix those two together and then you know wherever you have like especially with an injury um so but uh, we've been i did that a little bit for me said okay here this and this just for your muscles, don't get it in your eyes, don't eat it, you know, don't be an idiot and um, just rub it into your, into your thighs. Cause you are going to be sore yep. and go drink a lot of water. You got to have water to rebuild, to just keep everything greased up and ready, you know, and moving, keep your joints, you know, that's your oil in your body. You got to have that. Yep. Um, and it's been cool because he, understands now that he's had someone other than me say it what biceps are what triceps are you know yeah. and, and the muscles and why i push so hard for them all to learn their musculature and skeletal skeletal systems because you need to know what this is so that you can say oh yeah my tibia is broken or whatever you know or you know this this or that is is messed up and I love it because he comes in and he goes, yeah, I kind of, it just all clicked when I can't remember what the coach's name is when coach started talking about it and it just makes so much sense. You know, you need to know these things. I'm yeah. like, do you, Hmm. Do they neat. have, do they have a, uh, like access to um, an athletic trainer that could do like massage in different areas or that I know of? No, no. but they, they probably do because they've got a pretty good football team. Um, they're, or I should say a fairly, uh, they're not great, but they're definitely a big part of the school kind of good, you sure. know, like, yeah, yeah, football team. Um, so yeah, they probably have one there for that. And, you know, we'll see where he goes to, you know, yeah. for how sore he gets and how far he, what I'm really appreciating though, is that he's pushing himself into places that he's uncomfortable. That's great. You know, like yeah. he went back the second day when he was already sore, but he has the goal of wanting to be, you know, what I say is you need to, I think every person, but you need to know the limits of yourself. Yeah. You know, your body will do this and you need to know that because it's very, you know, and you probably, you know, with in the military, you probably got a lot of that too. Mm -hmm. You go through training, you figure out, oh, okay, uh, I cannot run 10 miles and then by the end of it all, you're like, yeah, I can run 10 miles. You want to go run 10 miles right now? Okay, let's go. You know, and, and you, but to be able to understand what your body's capable of doing, and that's what he's really looking to get to. Yeah. Um, I don't, I doubt he would ever go into the military. He has a, is his own views on things like that, sure. but to at least get the physical understanding, 
you know, yeah. and to be able to say, yeah, I want this part of my body to be more healthy or more developed. These are the exercises I need to do to focus on that. Um, I love it that he's doing it. And it was his That's idea. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah I'm, well, I'm even the, like, even the training that I did uh, for like bicycling when I was in college, because um, mm-hmm. when I went to IU, I was part of the little 500 um, bike stuff there. And so cool training teams, like the same thing, like you'd get, get some people who are like, oh yeah, like I like to ride and you go out and you're like, all right, we're going to do 50 miles today. And mm-hmm. we get like 25 miles in and someone's like, oh my God, this is crazy. <laughs> what we're are not we done doing? Yet. Yeah. We're not done <laughs> right? yet. And, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, and by the end of it, they were able to, the other thing we always train people on too. And this is the hardest part is going uphill and talking at the same time. Ooh. So you're not concentrating so much on your breathing. You're, you know, trying to just trying to keep pedaling and talking at the same time. And that's a huge thing to like get over because when you're in a race and you're going full bore and you got to also tell somebody like on your left, like, and you're screaming stuff at them while you're riding, like you need to be able to say that. Mm-hmm. And if you're pumping your legs and you're just like, you know, that way, and you can't get the words out, like you're going to cause a crash or, yeah. you know, something along those lines. And it's Have very, yeah, yeah, it's very detrimental to you and everybody else around you. And so, yeah, we would do these things where we do these hill climbers and the whole time we would have a conversation with people and they would stop talking like, Hey, come on, keep telling me your story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, don't stop. Don't stop. But yeah. So we would, you know, that was, that was one of the biggest things. And I'll go out with, I go out with people from time to time and I can tell, you know, when, you know, even myself, I'll get times where I'm just like, okay, I can't really talk, you know? <laughs> you know? And it's the yeah. same way when I go out running too from time to time, which I've just recently gotten into and it's, that's its own, that's a, its own story. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, that's great that, uh, that he's getting into that and, uh, it'll be interesting to see how that progresses for him. So when you, when you've trained and I want to say one caveat before I go further is I am not a physical educator. So don't listen to me. <laughs> don't take my advice. This isn't what I want to see people doing, but have you ever trained holding your breath? No. I mean, okay. I, I will say the only way that I've done that is when I was a professional lifeguard years ago, because mm-hmm. you would have to go down pretty deep and that kind of, you know, do different like search techniques. So I, I have done that, but it's been so long ago. Um, mm-hmm. But anything like above, I've never like just sat and like held my breath like above air or anything along those lines. We I did know that's a training thing. Running. What? So you, yeah. So we were running eight minute miles, right? Okay. And this is, okay. Anybody that's seen me anytime recently, this was a long time ago. I was going to be like, like 25 dude, like years a, ago. Um, I'm like, I'm happy to run under a 12 minute mile right now. So, <laughs> well, and that was it too. Our goal was, and it was like me and two or three other people. And I'd say two or three, cause one guy didn't never like, wasn't like really every single day. But we would get up and we would run. And that was the, that's where we wanted is eight minute mile, eight minute yeah. mile. Now I did a nine and I was good. I didn't want to do any more of that, <laughs> but that was the goal was still eight minutes. I never made it, but we would, because we were training also in the martial arts together, we would have a lot of other stuff going on, you know, with our breathing and how you need to control your breath when you're doing these, you know, exercises. And and when you're getting your belt ranks, you get tested a lot yeah. and you have to be able to just keep going and going and going and you'll be throwing people around for, for an hour, you know, right. But we would go and we would say, okay, so at this marker, we go 
to that, you know, from this telephone pole or whatever, or this mark on the, on the, you know, the, we stop at the end of the bleachers and we go to, you know, the next side to the other, just around the curve, whatever, hold your breath. Okay. And so we would get to it and you just take a breath and you run the rest of the way. And it was, it was amazing how demanding that was of, at first, oh, you know, sure. cause you need your breath, but how, when you push yourself through it again, learning your limitations. And this was not at the nine minute mile mark. This was more like, yeah, we're just going to run and we're going to hold our breath for a while and then we'll keep running. And a lot of the people that I talked to about martial arts or in martial arts, that was a big part of their, when they were like at their most intensive training mm-hmm. is they would run and they would just stop breathing. That would they make would hold sense. Hold their breath. Yeah. And then get through it. And then, you know, of course start gasping, but you have to control it. And right. Right. A lot of times, too, especially if you're doing floor work or groundwork, I should say, if you're doing groundwork and someone shuts off your oxygen, you need to be able to continue going for right, you know, exactly. at least a minute or so before you. And so you you get over the panic of it, you know, and you get over the the need for oxygen at all times kind of thing. But it really helped me with my uh, cardio and, and my um well, what's the breathing part? But my breathing, uh, it really, really, I mean, it just ramped it up really fast. Yeah, like your uh, respiratory? Respiratory system, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which, I can see that because, I mean, so again, you're a long time ago. Yeah, like you're constricting your, your oxygen. So then like your blood vessels are constricting and then you let all that out. And mm-hmm. yeah, I get that. That's That's interesting. I've never really, never really I, considered that, but. Uh, not recommending it. I'm just saying that's what we did. And it was very useful. I would not do it now, um, especially after COVID. I think my lungs are wrecked forever, but that's all right. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know. There's a lot of people that are in that same boat too. So I'm yeah, sure. we won't talk about that. I didn't no. mean to bring that up. We'll no, no, you're fine. You're fine. So anyway, um, I, I will say that along with all of this, and we were talking about Phoenix earlier. Um, so when this episode drops, we're like one week out. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, insane. and I, 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 I wanted to say it. I assumed that we would get on and just talk about home dad the whole time. <laughs> it's just like, so, but there's just so many other things going on and there are, yeah, you are probably, uh, I'm getting that way, but you're probably already there a little bit burnout. tired. Yeah. A little burnout, <laughs> a little you bit know, doing too many things, too much stuff. And, and you need, you know, you're ready for the break of it all. I'm sure I know I am. Um, so it's like, yeah, I'm so excited, but I just tired. I don't talk about it right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and and I and I was talking a little bit about that earlier today. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was. Uh, I'm I'm glad that I was able to. It's it's so nice with the Discord channel to have space to safely talk amongst others about what's going on and just get it out of your head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times, like I'll say stuff like in guys comment, which is totally fine. I'm, I'm all good with that. Um, but for the most part, I'm just like word vomit, like mm-hmm. <laughs> to the discord channel, just need to get this out of my head kind of deal. And I, yeah. you know, and that's, and it's healthy. That's, that's good for you to do. And I've learned that. So, um, very, yeah. So better, better place for it. But yeah, I mean, week, a week out, um, when this airs um, mm-hmm. and honestly too, like anybody who's listening that hasn't listened to the previous episode where we talked to the, the board candidates, like you need to, as soon as you finish this, go back and listen to it um, because you will get to know those guys yeah. um, a whole lot better. And then also to um, hopefully by then I'll have the, uh, the video available with all of the guys talking about why they want to be on the board. Cause that, we've got them mm-hmm. all now. 
um, including Keith's. Uh, so you'll get, since he wasn't on the podcast, so we'll get to, you'll get to hear from him too, but yeah, man. Um, we're going to put mean, those videos on YouTube. Yeah, they will be, um, mm-hmm. or discord or they'll probably, well, so they'll get put, um, in the members section because aside from everybody else, like it's the members who are the ones that get to vote. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll put it in a spot where it's available for all of the members. So if you're not a yep, member yep. and you want to be a member, there's a way you can do that there's a website yeah like (laughs) there was a commercial before this that'll give you all the information you need on that so um definitely check that out but other than that i don't really have anything else to talk about and uh it's getting late i need to finish my drink and i'm gonna go to bed what are you drinking i need to tell you what i was drinking i was just drinking some uh some scotch i have a new favorite oh all right. So I just wanted to mention it. My father-in-law introduced it to me and he was introduced to it after a big conference. And then they had, he was in real estate and stuff. And then he had a big dinner and they all got together and he said, this is what you drink after dinner. It's for sipping. Don't guzzle it. And it's called a B and B. And I went, okay, a B and B. Is that like a mixed drink? And he said, no, right out of the bottle. It's brandy and Benedictine. And I went, okay, cool. Benedictine, I found, is a blend of 27 spices and herbs into a liqueur, and then they add brandy to it for B&B, hmm. and it is warm, but not fire. Okay. It is sweet, though, very sweet, but pairing it with a cigar is, Ooh, for yeah. me, right where I want to be, and I, 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 I immediately, when we got home, as soon as I could, I went out and bought a bottle, um, and it was it was like 30 bucks, so... But I won't drink that this. So the bottle's called B and B. Yep, it's B and B. Oh, okay. Brandy and Benedictine. I'm gonna have to look for that. It's uh, Benedictine is French. It's a like I said, it's a, just a concoction of, you know, there's a whole wiki page on it. I found. Um, okay. But yeah, and I have to say, like I, I really, I'm gonna probably have some at Home Dad Con. I'm definitely gonna try to have cigars too, and it's just. I'm going to really come find you for that. Well done. Yeah, of course. You know, I'll <laughs> that share. Sounds all, that yeah. sounds awesome. I'll, wherever we're sitting, I'll have the bottle. There you there go. Are you drinking? Glub. <laughs> Love it. Love so anyway, it. yeah, man. Have all a good right. night. Thanks for being here. I know yeah. you're getting tired. Thank you for all you do. And um, yeah, that's it for me too. All right. We'll talk to you all next week. Have a good right. one. Good night, everybody. I'm a dad. That's what I do.